Blog Talk Radio. Kasich, like John Kasich, the number four, Indiana. 
Okay, uh, welcome, Tara. How are you this morning? A lot going on here. I have a show full of notes, and I it, it got so long. It got so long, it's like taking up, like, the whole right side of my screen, and I have a gigantic, like, double screen thing sitting here in my – I mean, I have, like, this whole – I'm not a gamer at all. I don't game, period, but I have kind of a gaming-style setup only because I trade in the market. So I have two screens that I can watch simultaneously. And, um, yeah, my notes is, like, all the way down. I've got it kind of skinny and stretched. <laughs> and it's all you literally You said so all many the- terrible things that I could comment on wrongly that is long and skinny and stretched. Stop it. Um, ah, uh, you dark, uh, you got a dirty uh, oh, mind. Oh, there's so much. Excuse me. I'm a 12-year-old boy. I'm so sorry. Okay. Well, let's just say, let's just begin with the fact that Donald Trump is imploding and it is the Christmas gift that everybody needed to wake up to. We no, are I, at I, I wouldn't, peak 2018. I wouldn't frame it as a Christmas gift. No, I wouldn't well, frame it that way. Here, here it is. This is like when you wanted like a, a giant Lego set, but your mom gave you socks. And you didn't want the socks, right? That's not the gift that you were dreaming of. But later on, you were out in the snow, ice cold and freezing, but your feet were really nice and warm because your mom bought you the socks. Look at it that way. It's not the gift you asked for, but eventually it is a gift that's going to make your life better. So let's begin. I think, well, first of all, Godspeed well, and a and a quick recovery to the notorious RBG Ruth Bader Ginsburg once again going under the knife to remove some cancerous uh, uh, cells from her lungs. You know what? I mean, she, the woman is 85. She's in the best shape. I mean, we should all look so good at 85. It's not great news. The the cells, you know, they they did a biopsy and the cells were unfortunately cancerous. But uh, she will go through treatment. She will survive. She has to survive because we need her on that Supreme Boy, Court for as least long you, enough hey, until we can get Trump out of office. Hey, because don't then you, we get Trump listen, out of office, though, and then they can impeach Kavanaugh, and then we can maybe get listen, a don't proper you, justice. But don't you know? Don't you? But don't you know? I, you know what? With everything that's going down, you know, with 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 Ruth Bader Ginsburg um, uh, getting these 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 uh, uh, nodules removed, um, but you you know, it, a lot of up in the air there. I've read a lot. I've read a lot of stuff this morning, and um, I you know, I think that this you know, if, if there's a possibility. And you know, there's a lot of inside information traded there in D.C. If if there is any possibility that she's not able to make it back to SCOTUS to the Supreme Court of the United States, and McConnell and the Republicans in the Senate get get wind of this, well, they've already gotten wind of it. Listen, I mean, they're salivating. I mean, literally. I mean, can you imagine them pushing through? It's disgusting. No, not. See, I can't but even. That's, that's not like, going to have That's not even the most like. That's not even the worst thing. Okay. So as we're sitting here, as we're sitting here having this discussion, the Senate is having their bullshit vote on the bullshit wall because we are going to have the shutdown that Donald Trump would now like to lay blame on the Democrats. But of course, nary a week ago, 
he sat in the Oval Office in front of live cameras and took ownership of a potential shutdown. And he said, and we all heard it, and they're circulating the video now, including in my own Twitter feed, we have you on tape saying, I will own this shutdown. I'm proud to own the shutdown. I'm proud to shut down the government. This is your shutdown, motherfucker. Hashtag Trump shutdown. It is all his. And it belongs to him and the GOP. And you can try to spin it and you can try to throw your propaganda, gaslighting, bullshittery at us. No one is buying it because we have you on tape taking ownership of it. And now you're going to see it come down in the Senate and you're going to shut down the government because you're a giant fucking baby and you're not going to get your wall. And you're doing this to distract. The wall is a distraction. All of this is a distraction. From the Russian stuff in the in investigation and Mattis now. Yeah. Okay. Listen so, now, McCon- McConnell. I'm, I'm reading it. I'm reading this on the. I'm reading this from the Washington Post right now. This is coming across now. McConnell says he supports the bill. Supports bill with the border wall money in there after meeting with Trump. So. I. I, so, I just want to. I want to be very. I want to be very very clear. I want to be very, very, I want to be crystal clear to any Democratic senators out there that are possibly listening to this show or will listen to it in the future. If you vote for one cent for that damn border wall, I swear to God, I will, I, I will do everything I can in my power to... To primary you, to 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 fund and go work pro bono for your opponent, not a Republican, but I'll go work for somebody that's going to primary you. You not a goddamn one senator better a Democratic side better vote for one one cent that goes to that border wall. My God, if I see. I'm telling you, I will fucking freak out then. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I don't think you're going to see that. Not at this point. I don't know, Tara. I don't know about that. You got Manchin sitting there. You got... got... Uh, Here's the thing. We, after that letter from Mattis, after that resignation letter and how he laid it out... I don't know how you're an elected official in this country, regardless of party. I don't know how you read that and aren't shaken to your very core. And you need, that is your, if you pardon the colloquialism, that's your come to Jesus moment. Because everyone needs to remember that Jim Mattis is literally the last line of defense that we have. And so I tweeted just a little bit ago. You have to remember that Vladimir Putin's long game was to find himself a willing stooge to give him the Middle East on a silver platter, because that's what Putin wants. And now he has gotten it. And Donald Trump just gave him Syria. And now Donald Trump wants to give him Afghanistan and Turkey and every other bit of the Middle East. And Jim Mattis knows that. And so does Bob Mueller. I'm just right. Tara. I, I'm listening to you. To I'm listening to you say these things, and I'm still. I, I've I've heard them. I've read them. I know them to be true. You know, we're pulling out of Syria. We're leaving the Kurds there to get slaughtered. 
right. non-commissioned our right. other allies. Turkey and Russia is going to move in there and just 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 complete the slaughter. We're going to pull out of Afghanistan, um, and then that's going to turn into you know uh, 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 you know another huge clusterfuck. Excuse my language today, by the way. I'm not normally this profane, but I'm I'm I don't know how else well, to express myself. Well, we're going to wrap myself. up this year. I mean, this year has been profane, and we will. We will take a moment at towards the end of the show to talk about positive things that occurred this year because positive things did occur this year. Um, but for right now, what um, I have been thinking about is the fact uh, uh, of the of the announcements that we have heard in the last you know 36 hours. So Mattis is resigning. As soon as we heard that Mattis is resigning and that his last day will be February 28th. Now, also, pin, put a pin in that one second. Remember our conversation on Wednesday with Glenn Kirshner, who is invaluable to us, I believe. And the timing of having him on the show on Wednesday, really fortuitous. And I would really encourage everybody to go back and listen to what Glenn Kirshner had to say, because he worked for Bob Mueller for a really long time, and he understands how Bob Mueller works. And if you'll remember, Jason, Glenn Kirshner predicted that we would see some serious indictments coming down in two to three months' time. And then as soon – like the same day, Mattis announces retire, he's retiring. Then Bob Mueller announces that he feels he, be, he will be able to release his report by mid-February. I don't think that is a coincidence. As soon as he saw Mattis and February 28th, he's like, oh, fuck. It got to, let's move it along here because you cannot leave this White House unprotected. And that's what Mattis is. He is the last line of protection. So I would posit, and since you messaged me last night, we were talking about this last night privately in DM, you don't think that Trump is going to be around to deliver a State of the Union, let yeah, alone be I, here for February when the report drops. And then yeah, the other me, thing that I am holding on to, one sec, I will totally let you go in one second. The other thing that I'm holding on to is another thing that Glenn Kirshner said on Wednesday, which is as soon as this Democratic House is sworn in, he said, don't listen to what anybody is saying right now. As soon as they're all sworn in, the last one sworn in, they're going to jump on impeachment immediately. And so we're going to go back to the thing that I said last summer when we had a certain uh, Stormy Daniels lawyer on as our guest, and he was considering running for president. And I said, do you see a scenario where Trump and Pence are removed from office and we have a president pro temp Nancy Pelosi. And that gentleman said no. And other people said no. And now I think we're going to have to say yes to that. That is a very, uh, a, 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 a scenario that is absolutely something that could absolutely happen and happen quickly. So um, I like to think that we know what we're talking about here on this show and the validation that we are seeing from things that we have been saying for a month coming to fruition, uh, particularly when uh, we've known for more than two years that Trump is in cahoots with the Russians. Mattis knows it. Uh, Bob Mueller knows it. And I don't think we get to Valentine's Day with Donald Trump in the, in the office. I, re- I, 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 I really don't. Once our Democratic House is sworn in, he's not going to resign as much as we can have it trend at number one. His ego and daddy Vlad won't allow for a resignation. We're going to have to forcibly remove him from office in the most expeditious and legal way possible. And now you. 
Well, um, I've proclaimed uh, many times that Trump would make it to 2020 um, and run. Um, I changed that last night. Um, the uh, Mattis resignation, and listen, hold on, and let me kind of expound on that a little bit. For everybody out there, um, look, I think, uh, I don't think, I know Jim Mattis is a great man. He is a great man of honor, of integrity. He has served this country um, he is, you know, we don't have to get into politics here, but I see a lot of people, um, let's just say, the, well, let me say the Bernie bros, a lot of those, um, or, you know, oh, this is a great decision. Yeah, get, get this, you know, look, Matt, Mattis is not a neocon. He's not a war hawk, okay? He's not Bolton. He's not, he, he's, he's not that. Um, Matt, Mattis was the, Matt, Mattis was the one shining star and I say that literally, the one, the one and only uh, star of of uh, star of hope here at Christmas inside that whole uh, Trump administration, and you know the responsibilities of um, of the uh, Secretary of Defense of Jim Mattis. Um, and in such a complex situation in the Middle East with Syria, with Turkey, with Russia there, with Afghanistan, with the Kurds, with the Sunnis, with Israel, with Iran, you're talking about uh, Yemen, I mean Saudis, you're talking about a <laughs> you're talking I'm not going to pretend to be a be an expert on 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 Middle East geopolitical uh, situations but I know enough about it plenty about it look it's a very complex very very complex situation president obama would be the first to tell you that it's hard to get a handle on it over there um you have you know you basically have wars being waged um, everywhere, you know, over religious beliefs, and in some cases, with the you know with the Kurds and the Sunnis, you know, it's 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 land, it's how you worship. It's just, it's uh, really, you know, how I feel about that. I I, I so, do, and it's really a cluster. You do. Let me so I listen. Just want to reiterate. Can I? Can let me just reiterate for one second. I do not care what your religious affiliation is. Have it. Have your faith, whatever your faith is, go right ahead, fine, whatever. I do not share your faith. I do not believe we have a being, an omniscient, omnipresent being who is controlling everything that we can throw up our hands and say this is God's will. I personally, me, do not believe this. So therefore, not believing this, I believe that fighting over who worships this to me, non-existent being in the sky, fighting over who does that better is the stupidest thing that exists in our society. You all, And I said, you and I talked about this briefly before we went on the air, but it's a point that's valid. I understand fighting about abortion because actual human lives, plural, are at stake regarding that discussion. I can understand this. You absolutely, we fight about politics. It's very important because lives are at stake. Lives are at stake when you're fighting about religion, but for not the same reasons. And, uh, you know, well, there are more important things. So 
So, uh, you know, go ahead, go worship and leave each other. I understand that people are fighting over land and that matters. I understand your homeland matters. Your where you are matters physically, geographically, but to fight over a belief system over something that has never once in the history of mankind been proven really infuriates me because you are literally fighting over nothing. And you want to fight over something, fight over something you can hold in your hand or something that's going to better our society. Don't fight over something that has never been proven to exist. It's such a waste of time. And I also believe that these things are fabricated to keep the common man down so that the rich and powerful can remain elevated. And it is a way to hold people down. And that is why the Church of England, way, 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 way back, when they created the King James Version of the Bible, all of it is money and power to keep the poor people scared and controlled. And that is what the church does. And that is what religion does. And that is what a cult-like belief system does. It keeps the poor and scared huddled and away from the rich, mighty, and powerful. And that's the way the rich, mighty, and powerful want it. That is why religious wars happen. That's why shit like this gets created and blown up. It is fear. It is keeping the poor down. And well, that is what I Donald Trump does. Fear. He rules with fear. When you rule with fear, yeah, that's well, why I'm, you get look, where there's we many, are. There's many, Muslim, uh, there's many Muslims in, in the Middle East that would, would, would beg to differ with you. But, 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 I, but your point well taken. My point where I was going to was with was with this and something that we and you were discussing there um, um, before the show started, and, and, and I see a lot of people out here, you know, and and look, you know what Trump has done here um, with um, going against um, the um, advice of uh, uh, General Jim Mattis and the Pentagon um, that we should not pull out of Syria. Uh, Trump said, basically said, F you, I'm going to do it anyway because I'm a big baby, and I don't take orders from people that know more than me. And we got to keep this – but I want to look at the grand scheme of things here real quickly because this is – I mean, it, it, <laughs> here we are, and all this is happening, and everybody needs to remember something. And this goes for the shutdown as well. And I'm watching it. By the way, if you want to watch it, I'm watching it here. Uh, I'm going back and forth. I'm watching it on. It is live. The Senate session is live on C-SPAN 2. C-SPAN 2. Um, the vote to proceed to the bill you right now has fucker, 40... I swear to God. God I'm sorry. Huh? I'm watching the MSNBC crawl on uh, the Chiron on mute. And Trump said, okay, Trump said that it's all on the Dems now. Shutdown yeah. is on oh, the no, Dems now. This. Sure it is. Fucking asshole. Go ahead, tell me about C-SPAN. But, no, I want everybody, you know, look, what, you know, the actions of of Trump uh, maybe probably could uh, be the last nail in this this coffin for him. Um, It could be. Um, I kind of see it that way. With the government shutdown, we got to keep in mind here what are what Trump's actions in the Middle East, pulling out of Syria, pulling out of Afghanistan, shutting the government down. You have people 
that are going to not get a paycheck, okay, this Christmas. He doesn't care about this. Yeah, no, I know he doesn't. But, and and listen, you're going to have people dying, slaughtered, all our allies, those troops that promised those Kurds that they would stand there with them in Syria. Those troops, those 2,000 troops, I read story after story uh, uh, since all this happened. You know, the, the pack, the, 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 the blood brother pack that our American troops had with the Kurds there in Syria, that they swore to them they wouldn't leave them alone. They would not leave them by themselves to die. Uh, Vladimir Putin didn't promise that. So, yeah. well, I, but Vladimir Putin know, all joking aside wants here, the Middle East for his very own. You know, this is really the Kurds have always been there for us, and we we've been there for them. And these troops, I, I want I, I go out there, search some stories. You know, these troops, these two thousand troops of ours that are over there. Um, look. And not to mention ISIS is, ISIS is, we haven't defeated ISIS. What the hell is that? <laughs> Man, I, you know, it, there's people are going to lose, pe- people are going to die over this decision of, of Donald Trump. People, people are going to die. There's going to be a lot of people dying. There's going to be, um, you know, the stock market plunged 500 yesterday is down again today. I see something on the horizon. I don't mean two or three weeks down the line. Things have really uh, sped up, Tara. Trump has really sped things up. I think we're going to see a major sell-off, if not today. Um, I don't. I forgot what time the market closes on Christmas Eve, but you could see. Uh, you could see after the uh, uh, Christmas holiday. You could see some really bad shit happen. <laughs> And uh, going back to what we asked Glenn Kirshner on Wednesday, we asked what would it take, or I asked what it would take for uh, people remaining loyal at this point to uh, turn away from him. What, how, within people within the GOP, you know, who are still in office. And he said, once they realize that he is a threat to their reelection or their personal financial gain. That's when they'll back away, and um, we haven't really we haven't seen that with the, like the truly faithful, but we're starting to see it because Lindsey Graham openly criticizing the Syria decision. Lindsey Graham says every time Donald Trump tweets about Syria, he's going to tweet back at him. Not tweeting, Nelly. Really, you're just going to tweet at him, and then he's going to go home and he's going to bite his pillow. Just woo, get forceful, Linz. That's way to go, you Stepford Senator. But um, at least there, he, at least he publicly said he disagrees with this area decision. Mitch McConnell not happy about the Mattis letter in any way, shape, or form because at least he's smart enough to understand how vitally important Jim Mattis is. So we'll see some dissent from the GOP, maybe not as quickly as we would like to see. But I think once that Democratic House is sworn in, we're going to see. Republicans go, oh, fuck, I I really need to cover my own ass. And I would also suggest that even though we don't know this for a fact, I wouldn't be surprised if there were several members of the GOP have already contacted Mueller's office looking to see how they can themselves receive immunity so that they don't get 
named in the report that drops in February. Uh, if I were Rand Paul, I'd be very worried right now. If I were Dana Rohrabacher and Devin Nunes, I'd be very worried right now because they are not clean. And Maria Butina has told the Mueller investigation so much about them. So if I were a member of the GOP right now, I would be squirreling away whatever savings I have to secure my family's future. And I would be making sure that I told the Mueller investigation everything that I knew and I would walk away. I'd be done because nobody who continues to remain loyal to this current traitorous administration is going to have a good and bright future. You're tainted. You have his stain on you. And if you want it off, you're going to have to take a very, very long Silkwood shower. And it's going to follow you and haunt you for the rest of your, not just professional career, but the rest of your life. History will not remember this administration kindly. And history will not remember you kindly if you remain loyal to it. I really, you know, if that doesn't scare the remaining loyalists, and I saw a tweet earlier, Jason, that said 25% of the evangelicals say they will not uh, uh, change their loyalty to Donald Trump no matter what. He can have sex with whoever he wants. He can lie about having sex. He can lie about everything. He can get Michael Cohen to give Jerry Falwell Jr. millions of dollars to pay off a pool boy. He can do whatever he wants. Doesn't matter. Jesus will protect him. Uh, the hypocrisy is unreal. And if you are at this stage still not able to put country over party, I don't want to know you because you're a traitor and you belong in prison right next to Donald Trump and his family. That's, I mean, what else can we say about him at this point? He needs to go. We know too much and we're only going to learn more and more. And the, the, the people who are going to dig in and still hashtag MAGA every tweet they send out, you're going to have to take it all back. You're going to have to take it all back. Just like, oh, just like GoFundMe is going to have to return everybody's money who donated money to build a wall. Or I'm sorry, wall, to build wall, Jason, because it's just wall now. It's not the wall. According to Secretary Nazi Eva Braun Kristen Nielsen, it's just called wall now. Uh, if you want wall, there's something very wrong with you. Uh, but there's a GoFundMe. <laughs> Somebody started a GoFundMe to build the wall, which, by the way, geniuses. I'm too pretty to do math, but even I know that if you want to raise money, enough money to build this wall, it's going to take you about 35 years. So you have to wait for the wall to be built for 35 years. Uh, Chuck Schumer said earlier, "You're not getting your wall. You're just not." So, yeah, let's let's move on. Uh -huh. But, um, yeah. but well, our listen, good friend Charlotte gonna... Clymer, did you see what Charlotte did? Our good friends, the Horse Whisperer, and Charlotte Clymer are doing right. So they have a GoFundMe, go fund the ladders. Now, obviously, it's not to buy ladders. We're there. Any money raised from Charlotte and the Horse Whisperers GoFundMe is going to Races Texas, which is an actual charity. The money that has been raised by the other GoFundMe is eventually going to have to be returned because you cannot just donate money to the government. You can't say, I want to give money to the Defense Department. You can't do that. We pay taxes. That's how the government gets our money. You can't just donate a lump sum to the United States government. You can donate 
to your national parks, your national monuments, if you want the Washington Monument to be maintained, because that's apparently the example the creator of this GoFundMe has, is using, can donate money to monuments, to libraries, to you know, schools, uh, to Planned Parenthood and other charities. Yes, you're able to do that. You cannot give a lump sum of millions of dollars to the government and in a nice little boat and say, here you go, go build a wall with this money. You're not, and it's interesting. I I haven't had a chance to check, uh, but I don't believe GoFundMe uh, has commented on this. I do believe it's in violation of their terms of service, and they will eventually have to return millions of dollars. Now, that's going to take uh, them a while. Yeah, yeah but absolutely. isn't that true? Do you see, there's validity to that, don't you think? I mean, they're they're not going to be able to keep this GoFundMe going. Charlotte's right. yes, because it's for a valid charity. But not yeah. not this stupid wall one. No, I no, I don't I don't believe so. But there again, um, you know, the people that own GoFundMe are very political themselves. So <laughs> yeah, but uh... <laughs> yeah, I mean, they are very. If you don't know the people that started that, they're very very political. So, um, but anyway, that's a whole other story. Look, there, there, there's a lot of things here we need to. You know, I mean, you know, I, I was on a phone call yesterday um, when a conference call and um, when when Mattis uh, uh, when when Trump tweeted that that Mattis was retiring, um, as we now know that wasn't the case at all. <laughs> uh, Mattis had I called uh, a resignation fifth- because of you. Yes. Well, Mattis called over and when when Mattis had one last meeting with Trump. Tried to convince him not to pull out of Syria. Trump said, nope, I'm doing it. Uh, Mattis made a call over to the Pentagon. He said, distribute, print out 50 copies of my resignation and pass them around the Pentagon. And that's what they did. So uh, Trump had no idea that that, uh, Mattis was going to do that. Nice one cha-ching there on uh, General Jim Mattis, mad dog. And uh, so that was that. And then you had the market tumbling. Um, literally, they were it was it was just it was falling like a freaking rock. Um, you have the Japanese <coughs> excuse me the Japanese Nikkei. That's the overnight market. That's the market in Japan. It fell 450 overnight. And now you have the shutdown. And I'm watching Tara. I'm watching the um, I'm watching the live feed here on um, on my screen on my multiple gaming setup screen. I don't game though, but I do I do use multiple screens here. And right now, Tara, uh, the vote to, they're they're they, they're they're uh, on a vote to proceed to bill, and a vote to proceed to bill. They have 45 uh, 45 no's and 41. Yeses so far. Not a damn Democrat, not one better vote for this freaking bill. McConnell bit you know over again for Trump. To. Uh, they better you know not. not going to. He's not going to have they a 50 vote. Not. He's not going to I happen. swear to God, I'm going to have a conniption fit on Twitter, and I don't do that anymore. But if they, if there one Democrat votes for this damn border wall bill, I am going to I'll lose it on Twitter. Money. I'm really. I count. swear to God, I don't care who it is. What? What? No, I, I don't care either. what Democratic senator it is. All right. So that brings me to the article that I sent you last night in DM right before I went to bed. The one about Beto O'Rourke 
voting more along the lines of the G- what the GOP wants than what the Democratic Party wants. Yeah. And we've had the discussion that Texas politics is its own animal and that perhaps he was trying to uh, vote in a strictly bipartisan way, which is a rarity, uh, when he could see good things within, because Beto, a good human being, wants to see the good in others and believes that you can work with people on the other side of the aisle and has in the past. But that article went through all of his votes and it was pretty damning that he doesn't always vote in the in our party's best interest. And so I was wondering if you had a chance to look over that piece uh, and if you I had, did. if you I had was... any kind of comment about it. Yeah, I did. Uh, I was, I mean, I was well aware of all those things. Um, everybody, no big secret that I worked on on Beto's campaign. Um, yeah, listen, I mean, Texas is its own animal. Um, I, I think you have um, you have the Bernie um, Bernie wing of the party coming out hard and strong against uh, uh, Beto and. You know, I mean, look, it's politics, man. I can, I, you want me to go through everybody's voting record and parse it out? I mean, would you like me? I mean, I can sit here and tear apart Nancy Pelosi's, um, you know, but we're not going to get into that. I mean, <laughs> you know, people, they, they want to do that, but look, it's politics, it's Texas, and that's why I chalk it up to. Beto's a good man. I, I, I'll stick to what I said, though, Tara, on this. Note that you think you brought it up that that he should not run. He should not even be. He should completely um, uh, take himself out of contention in, in any shape, form, or fashion for 2020. But you know, but right. I mean, there's I, plenty look, of time for him. Yeah, I look. I that's that's a look. There's. I mean, you could go through. You know, it really any any of these Democrats. You know that were running from from. Uh, Red states, you could go through any Democrats that are running. I mean, you could take somebody like just take Schumer and Pelosi and look how much money they've taken from fossil fuel, how much money they've taken from big pharma. I mean, you can go and do all that, and there is plenty of that. Um, there's a lot, and uh, you know, they've taken over the years. Uh, Schumer's taken shit tons of money from, from big banks, Goldman Sachs, AIG. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's always Pelosi. been an issue when, when everyone's running sure. for office. But um, yeah, yeah. Oh. So, so you know, I mean, it. You know, and then you you could go and look at look. I mean, you could go back. Let's we can all go back to you know. Let's go all the way back to the Iraq War and who and who voted for it and who didn't. Um. So, you know, that there was a lot of that. So. You know, I, I don't. I know. I mean, I've I knew all that was there. I'd read it before. I went over the numbers and all that, and and looked at his voting record. So I, I don't. I just. I think it, somebody put it out there, and I I think that's probably as far as it goes. I mean, it's. I, I don't put that much weight in it because it's Texas, and um, it, I mean, it's like Beto getting any sort of of of, of money from from oil in Texas. I mean, <laughs> you're in Texas. You know, you're going to get some, you know, um, one way or the other oil money is going to find find its way into your campaign, um, even by just uh, single do, uh, uh, donations or what have you. you. You can't avoid it. 
It's hard to avoid. I guess you suppose you can avoid it, but it, it, it you could, but it's damn near impossible. I mean, I, I hope people listening can take my point here. You know, I mean, I just I, no. I mean, you don't throw you don't throw the baby out with the bathwater here. I mean, just because of of you know some votes that some center some center votes that um, you know veto. Um, you know, you know, he took a more center route, you know, on on you know some votes. So on, um, I, I don't really have any much more to say on that. I could go. I mean, hell, we could spend the next hour talking about that. But you know, I, I don't think it's that big of a deal. <sighs> no, I just don't. I, can we let Let's do this, all right? Because we said that we were going to uh, do a, a brief show today. And we were going to wrap it up early because it is the holiday season. And uh, we, I want to end on a, on a positive note. So I want to take the last little bit of the show to talk about good things that happened this year. And we can prognosticate what's going to happen come January 3rd. But let's talk about, I, I need, I, I just, I want our show to end on a positive note. So do you have anything else you want to get out before we get to the good stuff? Um, Got anything else to clear out of that brain of yours? This is your last chance, man. This is our last show of the year. This is the last chance to say say the negative shit. This is your last chance to say the negative shit before we move on to the positive. Yeah, I'll say uh, a way to go, McConnell, for bending over and taking another one right up the – no, I'm not going to say that. Taking one for – taking taking it again from Trump. Way to go there. Uh, yeah, well. Um, and I would say, you know what? The last, I mean, they're just what? they're just so much. Um, let's yeah, let's just go and and end on in 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 um uh, in this in this show this Friday before Christmas, and we're off next week. Let's yeah, let's end it on some good stuff. Um, and some, you know, let's touch on, we've, we've got, you know, um, just a little bit more than 15 minutes left. So, um, so let's, let's, let's do, I'm, I'm going to go through, I'll go first and I'm going to, I'm going to go through the positive things that happened to me personally in 2018. And I will begin with January of 2018. And I found out I was going to be published for the very first time, and that did happen, and the book came out in, in March, and it's called Nasty. It is an anthology with uh, 19 female writers. It was published locally here in Portland by King Shot Press. It became the highest-selling title in their history. 100% of the proceeds went to Planned Parenthood. I don't even have the sum, but I know that we raised a lot of money for Planned Parenthood, and we went on book tour, and for the very first time, I, you know, just being published was incredibly exciting. Going on book tour and doing professional readings was very exciting. The pinnacle of that, uh, aside from being able to go back east and do a reading in New York City, I got to do a reading in the Pearl Room at Powell's Books here in Portland. And if you were doing a reading at Powell's, you are a real writer. So I felt like a real writer this year uh, because even though I personally did not earn one penny from the experience. Uh, I'm a real writer and I am published. So I have that. Uh, I also sold my house this year 
and down uh, downsized to an apartment that uh, I spent a whole lot of time decorating and making very cute and very proud of creating this new little oasis. But the thing, obviously, that was the biggest thing that happened to me this year was doing this show. And uh, I come from terrestrial radio. And earlier this year, I was able to finally shut the door on my feelings about losing my beloved radio job because I returned to the place where I used to work to do a voiceover and was treated very badly by the people I used to work with. Uh, And so that helped me uh, get the closure that I needed to move on because we have this show now. And we started in July. And Jason Taylor was the first person who ever said to me, how come you don't do a podcast? You're amazing. And then followed through on the let's do a podcast conversation. And here we are, started July 16th. And here we are several months later, almost to the day. And we've done some amazing work together. We have gotten a lot of attention from a lot of important people. We've been able to attract some amazing guests to this show, and I'm incredibly proud of the work that we're doing. I'm incredibly proud of being able to give female Democratic candidates and LGBTQ candidates a platform that they otherwise would not have been able to have. And I'm incredibly proud of being able to sit here in my apartment and have a conversation with Nancy Pelosi and have a conversation with Neil deGrasse Tyson and all of the other amazing guests that we have had. And I look at this as a gift from the universe. Uh, And I haven't made one penny from this either, but this is a passion project. And hopefully after the first of the year, now that we're on the Maven fully moved over with our shows uh, accessible there, we'll start creating some revenue. I will hopefully get a book deal, a real one where I can earn money in 2019, setting my intention for 2019. Continuing this show obviously is close to my heart and I want to be able to continue to work with Jason and uh, Uncle Stevie in the booth and continue to attract wonderful human beings to this show because we are doing some good stuff here and I'm very, very proud of what we've done. And so moving forward to 2019, I never make resolutions because they're a waste of time, but I do set intentions. My intention for 2019 is to take the good that we've created here and make it an even bigger good. And I spread that joy and love to my children. I wish them all of the success in the world. And uh, I extend this to our audience, even the haters. If you don't like me and you're listening to hate listen, that's fine. Your attention still matters. Your life still matters. And I hope that you have taken some of what Jason and I have talked about over the last few months and take it to heart because we're not just sitting here spouting into the void. What we say matters. It has weight. It has gravitas. And it will have real life results. So 2019's intention is taking what we've created here and making it even better, Jason. And it is now your turn. Well, um, wow. Um, yeah. Um, Following so that. Think, well, <laughs> So many of the things you said. That. Yeah, that's 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 tough to top there. Um, you're right, Uncle Stevie. Um, yeah, I mean, I. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, the show that started in July. Um, and you know, I was thinking back last night, 
and I was trying to remember exactly because people ask me all the time, um, and I'm sure you probably get this question a lot. Well, how did you know? How did you how did you meet Tara? You know, how did y'all meet? How did y'all you know get this you know podcast going? Whatever. When exactly did y'all meet? And if actually, if I remember when you when you were talking about the book, and I remember the book, I I I, I bought a copy of the book. I've read your chapter. I encourage people to read that one. <laughs> it's, it's naughty. Yeah, it's very naughty. It's very naughty. Uh, but I did. It's funny. And I did naughty. buy a book. Um and um. You can still buy it so, on Amazon, by the way. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Yes, absolutely. Can. So, yeah, I believe it was to answer that question for everybody out there. It was somewhere around about that time. Um, I um, uh, it, it, I think I had saw um, Tara, Tara was already following me. I don't know why she somehow we were following each other, but but I seen her tweeting the book and I grabbed. And I do remember specifically, I grabbed the link from Amazon, and I I wrote my own tweet for it, and and tweeted out the book on my timeline, and you know tagged Tara in there, and then whatever uh, any other authors that were on Twitter, I tagged them as well, and I think that I believe that's where mine and Tara's conversation uh, began, uh, was round about that time, Tara. Yeah, uh, I honestly don't even remember. Yeah, yeah, I do. I do remember now. I was thinking about it last night, and then I thought it was about that time around the book, about when the book was was uh, uh, you know last, getting ready to come out. Win- yeah, you know what? That is, it's like last winter, like March. March, April is when you and I started talking. And I was just like, uh huh, right. mm-hmm, uh huh, and then all of a sudden, there's equipment in my apartment that you sent me. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, it was right. It was right at that time. And yeah, because remember, we were going to start. Actually, folks, we were going to. Tara wanted to start the show on uh, um, in June. Remember on uh, what's the day called? Well, no, um, I wanted to actually. I want July, July fourteenth, because it's Bastille Day. That's when I wanted. Right, to right, right, right. But right. it was a Saturday or something, wasn't it? A Saturday, so we had to wait till the sixteenth. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So we That's had talked about yeah. yeah. So um yeah, I mean I'm real thankful for this podcast and you know the um the level to which it's gotten. Yeah, uh is correct. Me or her, uh neither of us have received a dime um for doing this yes. podcast yes. so far. Not not a penny. Um However, uh, just we're the always op- looking for advertisers. <laughs> if you right. want to sponsor the- our show, we'd love to talk to you. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Just the opposite. Um, you know, it takes we you know, I went into this I went into this knowing full well that I didn't know that it was gonna you know, I didn't know that the show was gonna grow like this. You know, I'd done things like this in the past. It'd been a while since I'd done really a legitimate podcast, you know, they had died off. And I really had, you know, I really wasn't aware of how, you know, the podcast market had grown and was growing and was just, you know, blowing up. And me and Tara got in there. I mean, we were in there right. We got in there at a really good time. And yeah, um, absolutely. I can't yeah, even we really believe did. we're sitting here. I can't even believe it's December 21st. I mean, that's crazy. Yeah. So yeah. September, October, November. So, so five months, five months yeah. we've been doing this and 
I mean, it's, you know, and not always smooth sailing, but that's creating something new. And I wasn't born with the patience gene. I'm ready to make money here. So, uh, but yes, I would still do this even if we didn't make money. I just find another way to make money in the real world, terrestrially, somehow I'd go work in a restaurant again or what I would do what I had to do. If you said to me, uh, you know, by the way, these people who said that they were going to pay us, they're not going to pay us. I, you know what? And I, you know, that I freak out about money and I worry about it. But the bottom line is that I could very easily go back to the service industry. I would do what I had to do to pay my bills, to be here with you, because it's too important to me to continue this, to let anything stop us. Well, there's a great quote from, if you've never read The Dip, and um, it's a somewhat kind of motivational kind of, uh, um, uh, I would say it's more kind of, there's a little economic advice in there, a little entrepreneurial advice in there. Um, You know, don't, and Seth, Seth, uh, Seth Godin, who wrote the book, The Dip, says in the book, and, and it was a great quote, and uh, he said, you know, don't quit something that has long-term potential over uh, the stress uh, of the moment. And, right. Um, so, that, I mean, it really stands true for this show. Um, the show, uh, again, we don't make a penny off of it, but it costs us money. Um, uh, quite a bit of money to keep this show. Um, you know, we're everywhere, and that's something of really a first for me, Tara. I mean, we're literally you can listen to us anywhere in the world. You can listen to I us know, on any po- any pod any podcasting platform out there that you like. You will find the show. We I've managed to get the show every single place. So there is not a. Uh, there is not a platform that you won't find us. Apple, Spotify, Spreaker, iHeart, Amazon, everywhere. Uh, Amazon, I'm meaning Alexa. And uh, so we're everywhere. So, I'm, you know, that, that's, that's been great. Obviously, uh, in October, I, uh, I, I had one year of uh, sobriety after having my meltdown. Um, so that, for me, is great. I'm... And I will tell, you know, and I said it then, and I'll say it again. I'm in a much stronger place, and I've had a long, I've had long stretches of sobriety. I've had four or five years, two years, three years, um, but coming into this sobriety that I'm in now, um, I'm in a completely different spiritually, mentally, and physical place. I, I'm, I, I've, I've just completely. I'm I'm in such a different place, so I'm real healthy in my sobriety. And for all those out there in recovery, um, and all those, um, you know, it, it for me it was getting all the stars kind of aligned. There was a whole lot of shit that happened. Harvey flooded my home. Eat, pray, vote. I sold it after two years of, you know, of just busting my ass with that site, you know, nearly killed me and um, didn't know if I'd ever do this, you know, any want to do any sort of this again. I signed a long-term contract with a political consulting firm um, and, you know, I mean, my granddaughter 
um, my 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 new little my new little Frenchie Bella, who is Brady's uh, new girlfriend or will be. She's a little young for him yet. <laughs> and don't anybody tweet me out there and tell me not to have puppies. I am having puppies, so just screw you. You have puppies. You have all the puppies you want. Puppies are happy. I'm having puppies. I want you have puppies. Them. You have those puppies. Oh, I'm and not by the way, them, I'm going to get. And matter of fact, I'm going to give them the way. I, these are like three. You go out and buy a Frenchie. They're about thirty five hundred bucks. No, I'm not selling. When when I have puppies, when Brady, when Brady and Bella have puppies, I am not going to be selling them. I will be giving the little puppies away. And they normally. And why they're so expensive, by the way, is they normally only have one or two. So I want one. That, I want a baby. Well. I had to give Crosby yeah, away, well, remember? Well, you know what? We forgot about one major player that, that, that impacted the show a lot this year, and that's one Crosby, Crosby the cat. <laughs> oh, Crosby. Cros- I forgot about Crosby. Do we call him a highlight of the year? Do we call him a life lesson? I'm not even sure. But Crosby <laughs> was uh, a, a grand experiment in – I'm going to go ahead Literally, and call it fostering. He hit the Man, ground. Man, I don't. Leg. Poor baby boy. You know, if he wasn't such a jerk and he wasn't so scratchy and bitey, I wouldn't have dropped him. Um, he recovered hey, nicely. Hey, hold on, what? let me tell you. Let me tell you what reminded me of that. By the way, Tara, real quickly. Let, let me tell everybody. I was chatting with. I was chatting with Jimmy last night. Ah, shit. <laughs> I was chatting with Jimmy. Jimmy Stafford was a guest on the show. Me and Jimmy's gotten to be good friends. Jimmy, uh, ex-guitar player from Train, um, Jimmy Stafford. And yeah, me and Jimmy were chatting last night, wishing each other a Merry Christmas and, and yeah, how how you doing? And we're talking about we, the cat thing came up. And um, so, yeah, that happened live on the show when we were interviewing Jimmy oh, yeah, Stafford, so guitar player from Train. <laughs> so embarrassing. <laughs> I will say this, though. I mean, so Crosby got rehomed. My friend Jennifer um, uh, very graciously offered to take him. Jennifer lives on a quarter acre. She has two other cats. She has two dogs, a husband, teenagers, uh, a way better setup for Crosby than I have. And I have visited Crosby. He's very happy in his new home. And uh, she sent me a video yesterday of him. There was one cat. Uh, who would just not, was, she was not, she's like the, the main cat and she was not having his presence. She would hiss at him. She would go after him. Uh, and he just wanted to make friends because, you know, Crosby, I mean, even though he was bitey and scratchy, still very loving, very loving, sweet animal. So yesterday, Jennifer sent me a video and there was Crosby. He has worn her down. Her name is Charlie with an I, Charlie. And uh, Crosby was licking all over her. This video of them just like cat making out. And it was so gratifying knowing, because remember, when it comes to our animals, everyone, it's about what's best for them, not about, not what we want. It's what they need. Crosby needed a new home, and I gave it to him. And we, we like to say that Crosby has two mommies, and I'm, I have an open invitation to go visit him whenever I want. And Jennifer sends me photos and videos, and I know that he's happy. So that's also a good thing that happened this year. Like, I, I got to know him and foster him and then get him to his eventual uh, right, uh, you know, permanent. Yeah, I wish. I was like a waiting for him. I wish we had time to play the clip, but 
No, gonna, we will, but put it in the best tubs. Go ahead and do that. Yeah, we will. But I would take Real a French Tarot puppy. They're little and Yeah, hold sweet on one second, can... though. Real quickly. No. We, we're, we're, no, I'm not going to play it. Okay. I'm not going to play it. No, we got a call here. I don't know who it is, but it's a legitimate oh, number. Shit. Let's end it. Let's end it. God, I hope you're. Uh, I hope this is six one four. Area code six one four. You're live on the air. You're live on Taylor Terror Radio. Go ahead. Oh, no. Hi there. Hi there. Yeah, I've just been listening to the show and um, That's reading your uh, reading your your blurb, your article here on the. Blog Talk Radio website. I wanted to give you a call and say hello. Is that a, a New Zealand accent on coming from Ohio, or is that Australian? No, I'm, I'm, I'm Australian. It's an Australian. Australian accent. Okay, but you're in Columbus, Ohio. No, no, I'm, I'm actually calling from Australia. You're calling from Australia because I'm calling from Australia. That's, oh, the country code. Wait a minute. Oh, yeah, what, 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 weird. Okay. what area yeah, code yeah, is yeah, 614? It says Columbus, Ohio, according to the Google. But, hey, if you're calling all the way from Australia, thank you. Good yeah. day. Yeah, yeah. No, look, I'm up late tonight. And, uh, up late and just I like to go on the Blog Talk Radio website and see what's out there. And I think you've got an interesting show. I think politics is a needed sort of category on the blog talk radio platform and yeah i guess it's it's pretty um full on over there in america and i, I was wondering what you folks think about there's a, i was watching on fox news recently just last oh, night there's Jesus. a um a group of trump supporters they're raising money with private funds to build the wall and they've raised yeah. it's about 12 and a half million so far i was just wondering if you had any thoughts and commentary on that issue we did and we actually Uh, covered it earlier but i am happy to repeat what i said earlier which is uh gofundme is going to have to return every penny of that money because here in america you are allowed to make financial donations to things that are um uh like a national park or a national monument like the washington monument or public libraries or um actual charities uh and they have to file as a real charity and um, it has to be very legit and above board. And what this group is doing is technically in violation of GoFundMe's terms of service. You cannot donate a lump sum of money to the United States government. So uh, GoFundMe, I don't believe, and uh, while we've been on the air, we haven't been able to check, but we believe GoFundMe has not released an official statement yet, but it does violate their terms of service. They will have to return that money. And uh, what the other, the other thing is, Regardless of how much they've collected at this point, uh, it would take them about 35 years to get enough money if they continue to raise the way they're raising, about 35 years to collect the amount of money they would need to actually even begin construction. So they're not going to get a wall. They're not going to get a vote for a wall. Um, And our government is going to shut down because Donald Trump is a giant baby is basically where we are. Yep. Thank you for the call from Australia. Thank you there, from uh, Australia. Down under. Yeah, down Absolutely. under there. <laughs> you still I enjoy Foster's having that down. kind of global reach. We have a global <laughs> reach. And what a great we way to it. wrap for the year. Huh? Yep. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to Taylor Terror Radio, TaylorTerrorRadio.com today. Um, 
<clears throat> where you can find us Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, 1 p.m. Eastern Time. Um, we are going to be off all of next week, and uh, we'll see you on, uh, what is that going to be, Monday the what? I think it's going to be the same day that the house is coming back, January 3rd. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I'm going to be checking my day. calendar here to make sure. Um, I'm sure that's, that's no. what we said we were going to do, right? Yeah, because we're not going to do a show. Actually, no, January 2nd is the Wednesday yeah, the of that week. Yeah, the 2nd. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll be, be back, we'll January, be back 2nd, January the 2nd. Have a wonderful holiday season. Happy New Year, hopefully. A long December, and there's reason to believe maybe this year will be better than the last. There it is, singing you there out. There you go. Happy New Year, All right. We love you. We'll see you next year. Yep. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Be safe in your travels always. If you see something, say something. <laughs> hey, it's important. We're out of here. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell rock. A jingle bell swing and jingle bells ring. Snowing and blowing, a bushels of fun. Now the jingle hop has begun. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell rock. A jingle bell chime and jingle bell time. Dancing and prancing in Jingle Bell Square In the frosty air What a bright time It's the right time To rock the night away Jingle Bell time It's the twelfth time To go gliding in a one-horse sleigh Giddy up, jingle horse, pick up your feet A jingle around the clock Gliding in a one-horse sleigh